Good evening from Plug Hit Studios in Largo, Florida. I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And this is episode 459 of F5 Live Refreshing Technology for January 29th, 2017. This week, online bargains lead to bricked phones. Hackers might have exposed themselves to the FBI. And Tidal finally finds a way to attract real new customers. Uh, wherever you are and however you're accessing our show uh, this evening, we appreciate it. Whether it be uh, Facebook, iTunes, the podcast Play app in the Windows Store, um, our homes on Livestream or Stitcher, or of course on our apps, plugitslive.com slash apps. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us. Uh, this here, if you do not know, is F5 Live Refreshing Technology, the flagship show on the Plug Hits Live family of content. We are on a normal setup, live Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, and we go for about an hour. Obviously, uh, we have not been on for about a month because uh, of the holidays and CES and all kinds of other stuff, and um, also... Uh, we're starting, if you're joining us uh, live tonight, we're also starting a little late because um, obviously when we come back from CES, we always have new stuff and we have to rebuild the studio and things like that. And so here we are uh, <laughs> a little delayed, but it's okay because uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. Avram, I have not seen you now in like three weeks. <laughs> How have you been doing? Okay, not bad. Working on a lot of projects, uh, getting to learn all about Arduino boards, nice. which I highly recommend to anyone who is daring enough to try it. Here's one. Uh, these things allow you to create uh, all kinds of cool things like robots. Uh, so I started learning about that in my spare time. So uh, it's been interesting tech time, and I'm looking forward to seeing all those products we saw at CES actually arrive so I can play with them. Yeah, right. Uh, one of the things I was talking with Michelle, who's uh, one of our producers uh, before the show, and she was saying, for the first time, there's a huge collection of things that I actually am looking forward to getting my hands on this year. It was, I mean, there were some really fascinating things at the show. Obviously, uh, some of them we may not see for longer than, you know, may not see till the end of the year. Right. But... Uh, really cool stuff, especially in the robot space, especially with things like charging, where I saw real wireless charging. So uh, some really cool things. Um, be before we get into the, the real show, if you personally had a pick uh, from CES, what might it be? And if you don't have an answer, I have to just... pick one thing. Yeah, I do have an answer. Oh, awesome. So do I. I do. Have What's an yours? The, the coolest thing I saw at the show by far, although I don't know if it's going to come out this year, they say it will, is the Asia Coda wireless charging tile. Forget the tile, actually. It's the technology. Okay. So this company, Asia, O-S-S-I-A, they have, they have technology that will charge your phone or other gadgets uh, the same way that you get data from a router over 2.4 gigahertz spectrum. And it... And, you can be standing uh, up to three meters away from the access point 
and no matter where the phone is in your pocket, in your briefcase, whatever, it'll be getting a constant charge from the transmitter, provided, of course, that your phone has a receiver chip in it. Sure. Fascinating. Well, obviously, I'm going to do some research on that um, after the show. Uh, for me, mine is a weird one, which kind of is my norm, right? Like my my pick of the show is always something that's a little strange. Uh, for for me this year, it's no different. Uh, it was actually a um, and I know where everybody's mind is going to go first, but it's okay. Uh, it's a self-contained hydroponic cabinet for your kitchen. Ah, it's use it for growing things. Yeah. So it's a company called Natufia. Um, I think the company is actually Natufia Labs. Um, and it's it's so cool. You know, the, there's a water system built in and there's an AI for the water system to determine uh, pH balance. And so the next time it waters the plants, it'll adjust it to try and get the pH levels back to where they're supposed to be. Um you can grow, uh, depending on what you're growing in it, you can grow up to 64, you can have up to 64 of these little pods going at once. Um, and the guy I talked to said that um, if if you simply did uh, one, basically one head of lettuce a day, one of, not iceberg, but romaine, right? If you were to do one of those a day, um, you could pay for the device in uh, five years. <laughs> which is which is pretty impressive. Um, obviously, it's on the expensive side because it's a big thing, um, thirteen five. But you know, for people who spend a lot of time at like a Whole Foods or something like this, this is something that over time will definitely uh, add convenience to your life and save you money. So I thought it was a pretty cool idea. It is. It is a neat idea. I don't know if I want plants growing in my kitchen, but. You, you know, people do it all the time. If you if you see the uh, if you see the cabinet, it it's a really it's a really interesting way as as the uh, the guy I talked to as he put it to add nature to your kitchen without it being um, outdoorsy feeling. Like you don't have all of the look and feel of like you know uh, pots and soil and all of that you just have this really cool cabinet that that is all self-contained so it's pretty cool um so obviously for laptop mag if people want to see the stuff from ces where can they go uh well obviously well we have our best of ces at laptopmag.com and at tomsguide.com where i'm online editorial director for both of those sites uh and uh you know i encourage people to check out both the uh, laptop one has obviously heavy on the laptop stuff, but the Tom's Guide one has all different categories, including smart garbage cans and robots and wireless chargers and all kinds of crazy stuff. And of course, for us right now, the homepage is taken over with CES, uh, but you can also just go to plughitslive.com slash CES. It'll take you to all of our stuff. We are posting three interviews a day until we get through them all, which... I will tell you it's going to take a little while because uh, I challenged our team to do uh, 50% more interviews than we did last year. <laughs> and um, they beat my target. So 
uh, we have a lot of videos that will be published. We just we don't want to inundate people uh, in their iTunes and wherever they're subscribed. So we're publishing three a day. Um, so Facebook, iTunes, all the places that you can subscribe, you can. We're publishing them everywhere. So, um, and I guess with that, we should get into the show. What do you think? Did I lose you, Abram? not moving so i guess uh he'll probably start working again in a second so with that uh i will get started over here there he goes he's moving again this week's nifty gifties on f5 live is proudly powered by the microsoft store um you can save on surface products right now up to 200 dollars off on select surface pro 4s but of course, the Surface Pro 4 is not for everybody. You can also, of course, get the Xbox One S with two terabyte hard drive and Gears of War 4 in a slick red cabinet, which if you haven't seen the Gears of War limited edition bundle, you have to see it. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and you can find that and, of course, all of the Microsoft deals by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. I'm oftentimes a fan of the, uh, the special editions. I don't know if Abram seems to be frozen again. It's okay. No, I, I, oh. I'm here. Oh, you're there. Your video's frozen, though. It's okay. Your, uh. fin your fingers, your thumb is up in the air. Anyway, so we'll continue talking with or without... Uh, current visuals. Um, anyway, so um, this this seemed like an important topic to discuss uh, this week when I encountered it. Um, so there's a company out there called um, Smart, or I'm I'm sorry, Silent Circle that produces a product called the Black Phone, which uh, a lot of people are probably uh, at least semi aware of. It's Android based ish. Uh, though they've built their own quote-unquote OS on top of Android. It's not really how it works, but you know what I mean, uh, which they call Silent OS. And um, their devices are available in a very limited number of uh, places because they are very specialty devices. They're security devices. They are uh, designed to be secure phones, which obviously is not something for everybody, uh, not everybody in the world needs a a totally secure phone. There are obviously some who do, um, but not everybody does. Uh, but for those who do, this is a product to consider, right? And um, so this week something interesting happened in that um, their... They found out that they had some uh, black market black phones, <laughs> uh, phones that were not official, that were not actually theirs, that were um, uh, non-secure, secure phones. Uh, no telling if it was, uh, if they came from maybe the company who manufactures the devices for them doing kind of a rogue thing or, you know, there's no telling what may be the cause behind them, but they were being sold on eBay and places like that for about a hundred dollars less than what the company sells them for. 
And um, so this week, the company turned them off. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously a very serious problem. Nobody wants imposter phones being sold. Even if you're Samsung, you would probably try to do something about that if you could. Uh, but beyond that, obviously, you know, if it's a security phone and you don't know who sold it to you, who's behind it, how do you know it doesn't have some tight it's, that it's actually secure? Right. Exactly. Because it's not like it would be terribly difficult. It's it's Android based. Right. So it's not like it would be terribly difficult to go make a change to the silent OS or to add some software behind the scenes that's collecting all the information that you bought the phone specifically to prevent people from being able to collect in fact isn't the company whoever made it sort of incentivized to do that because you know first of all they're well i suppose if they're on ebay and someone can hunt them down they can be caught but uh you know maybe maybe not but the kind of person who's going to buy the silent circle black phone probably has some juicy secrets could be it, you know, it could be a CEO of a Fortune 500 or, you know. I mean, it's not the government. They don't use that. But I no. I mean, it could be. Who knows? You know. Right. So obviously. Obviously, it makes sense for the company. For a number of reasons to to shut these things down, not the least of which is the actual security of the people who ended up with a product thinking it's a security product that may not be secure. Um, and of course, on top of that, the, uh, the damage, the potential damage to the brand. If you're a company that produces security phones, you probably want your customers to believe that they're secure. Yeah. It's obviously bad news for the brand. I, I, I applaud them for breaking their phones, right? Their, but I guess they weren't that counterfeit because they were still able to break them. So, so what they did was they, uh, they published an update to their operating system, which these devices were running that has absolutely no release notes. <laughs> and, um, so their website lists no new features and, uh, no new issues. And, uh, obviously, the uh, the change was that it it now checks IMEI um, to protect consumers from potential scam. So um, that's a big deal. You want to know that your secure phone is secure. <laughs> exactly, because it's not a terribly useful product if it doesn't do the one thing that you're uh, expecting it to do. Um, obviously, some people were annoyed by this, but uh, for no good reason. Um, if if you know that there is one distributor in the United States and you decide to go looking on eBay, you know, if you're purchasing something on eBay and it is a full hundred dollars less than the retail price, it's used, it's stolen. Or it's counterfeit. That. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that's. A, I or beware. Don't you know? Exactly. So, um, you know, sometimes bargain hunting can be a good thing. For example, we published an interview today for a product that Amazon 
is selling officially for 50% less than the company itself. But but it's the company's Amazon page that's selling it. So yeah, that 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 does tend to happen. So that's one thing. We see that a lot where a company actually sells it for more than some retailers do. Right. Which and and you know that's one thing. Go looking for your your bargain deals because they can exist, but you know buying something for less than that much less than retail on eBay, y- you know what its scenario is. <laughs> yeah. eBay's not the seller on eBay is not exactly you know going to stand behind it like amazon would right exactly so um i guess the point is if uh if you're trying to buy a security product um know where you're getting it from that's the the important thing there because apparent uh, sometimes the company who produces the real thing um will still be looking out for not their customers best interest which is what happened here so anyway um just an interesting, interesting way to start the year for us. I think is the point there. Um, before we get into the pilch point, I'm gonna uh, maybe Avram can turn his camera off and back on and see if the little spinning circles will go away. Okay, know. it's worth a shot, right? Oh, I just did. Okay, they've gone away. They've come back, and hey, I see Avram. Okay, that's. All right. That's a nice uh nice change. We always like to see Avram. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why it was frozen. I don't know. Because it didn't look frozen here. Because it's that kind of night. Uh. Anyway, so I guess with that This week's pilch point is proudly powered by Monster Products. Uh, The headphones on my head right now, the Monster Elements, um, available in a full over-ear and an on-ear. They have the most unbelievable sound that I've encountered in a headphone. There's a reason why I wear them all the time at home and on the show and everywhere is they sound absolutely unbelievable. My favorite feature, which I did not know about until recently that I have absolutely fallen in love with is the fact that you can use them for digital direct. So if you have, you're listening to music on a computer, you can plug them into USB, get uh, digital direct. You can plug them into the majority of modern Android phones with a micro USB to micro USB. And iOS 10.1 officially supports USB direct for audio. So if you get an iPhone to micro USB cable. You can also digital direct uh, from there, which of course will be a better sound quality than what you can expect on Bluetooth or something like that. And of course, better than your analog sound. So lots of options there. Plus it's monster. So there's lots of products available. The the new superstar hotshot, teeny tiny little portable uh, Bluetooth speaker, which um, if you follow us on the main show at the end of the show we're going to tell you a little something special about the hotshot speaker you can find out more about all these products by going to plunkitslive.com slash monster and that music that the people who aren't watching live can hear uh means that it is time for the pilch point 
with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Abram Pilch. Abram, how are you? Good. Good. So, exciting times at LaptopMag.com, where I'm the editorial director, and Tom'sGuide.com, where I'm also the editorial director. Uh, we've got we saw a lot of great things at CES, as I mentioned earlier in the hour, and uh, but it's all but also because so many new things are coming out, this would be a good time not to buy some gadgets. This would be a good time not to buy certain things. There are certain. Why would it there be a good time? There are certainly not- always times when there are products to skip. Yes. So, um, one of the things that happens at CES, of course, in the beginning of the year, is we see all these announcements of new products, and a lot of them are replacing older products, especially in the PC and laptop world, uh, you know, desktop and laptop world. So. If you're buying something, and the phone world too, so if you're buying something today and we know it's going to be replaced in a month or two months, this would probably be a good time not to buy it. Now, of course, the exception applies. If you need something right now, buy something right now. Sure. Like if you are walking with your phone and you drop it down a sewer <laughs> and it floats away, you can't wait two months for the latest and greatest phone to come out. You need a phone now. Sure. Uh but if you've been holding on to this laptop for three or four years and you're thinking, ah, oh, now would, I'm thinking I should replace this soon. Soon, maybe should be three months from now, not now, depending on what model it is. Right. So there's a few things. We have a couple articles up, one on Tom's Guide and one on laptop on the things you'd be a fool to buy right now. Uh, laptop, it's, it's laptops and on Tom's Guide, it's other gadgets such as phones and, and some laptops. So... Uh, among those things, uh, among those things, be very uh, careful in buying uh, business laptops, particularly uh, ThinkPads, for the next few weeks, uh, because uh, they're they're due for a refresh. You want to make sure that when you buy your new business laptop, if you buy your business laptop, and by the way, I highly recommend business laptops such as ThinkPads and Latitudes and Elite Books for people who aren't necessarily in business because they very often have the best keyboards and the best battery life and are a little more durable. So just because they're labeled as business doesn't mean that they're only for people in, in 3B suits. Yeah, that, uh, it, it's but, not it's not a an exclusive designation. No, they don't check your like ID or something. <laughs> you have a business license, you can't buy this. I mean, so... Uh, a lot of people, you know, my mom is a teacher. I have her using a uh, Think Center desktop that is a quote unquote business desktop. Why? Because it's it's a really good desktop and doesn't come with a lot of crapware and really well made. Anyway, uh, the CPUs are being there's a CPU refresh from Intel and it's slowly rolling out over the next few weeks. You want to make sure that your laptop, whatever laptop you buy, actually, consumer or business, has a seventh generation core KB Lake, codename KB Lake, processor inside. Why? Well, first of all, it's the newest Intel processor. It's going to be a bit faster and a bit more power efficient, hopefully. Uh, But beyond that, there are other improvements that come along with the processor because whenever a manufacturer makes new new refreshes their notebook or desktop, they add some features 
in addition to changing the processor, or they often do. So in the case of, for example, all the ThinkPads, the ThinkPad uh, T460, which is the kind of mainstream ThinkPad a lot of people will buy today, that's going to be replaced within about a month with a T470. In addition to having the new processor, it's going to have Thunderbolt port for charging, and it's going to have optional PCIe SSD storage. So those are two really, and it's going to be two and a half pounds light. Uh, I mean, uh, quarter of a pound, 0.25 pounds lighter. So than the previous one. So there is a. So those are some significant improvements. Even if you don't notice the speed bump, being able to have a Thunderbolt three port, which is a really big benefit. That's something uh, anybody would want, and the price won't be any any more expensive. Uh, so uh, by similar uh, in a similar way. I think if you're looking at the 12-inch MacBook right now, uh, best to hold off. We we don't know that Apple is we don't Apple doesn't you know announce new products well in advance like some other like some PC companies do, but based on their track record, we I expect that Apple will announce a refresh to the MacBook 12-inch in Mar- March, April, or early May because that's how they've done it the last two years, uh, and that will probably be have a newer pro that will definitely have a newer processor and probably be significantly faster. So that's one that you really would want to hold out for if you're interested in that particular laptop. Uh, by the same token, you would be a fool to buy. Well, I wouldn't say fool. You would be, it would be unwise. I think to buy any Android wear watch right now because there's Android wear 2.0 is coming out in a few weeks there's not necessarily a guarantee that the, the watch you buy today will get the update to Android Wear 2. So really, not we don't recommend, we, I recommend waiting. Now, here's something interesting. A lot of the items I put on these lists of uh, things you should you'd be a fool to buy now are things that are good but are being replaced by an even better replacement. Sure. Or they're okay and the replacement sounds great. Here's one where... There's never going to be a replacement. Don't buy a Pebble watch. <laughs> Did you know? That seems like such obvious advice. Uh, but for those who have not been following the smartwatch uh, industry like a hawk, and who who could blame you for not paying attention to that? <laughs> it's not that interesting. Uh, we're, the, we're in the industry, uh, and it's sometimes hard for us to justify following the story. Yes, so... Pebble uh, was a, was a big smartwatch vendor. A lot of people got Pebble watches over the last few years. Uh, and back in December, they announced that they were selling the intellectual property, the license to their software and all that, but not the actual hardware business uh, to Fitbit. So their watches are, they're, are not making their watches anymore. And the watches, like most smartwatches, have to call home and connect to the cloud at some point. And at some, at some level, they're connecting to Pebble's server. But Pebble is out of business. So where is the server? Fitbit is not, uh, has not said and has not actually bought the right to like, update these watches. So these watches are kind of in a limbo. And yet Best Buy is still selling them and B&H is still selling them and a number of major electronic Ooh. vendors are still selling them. Did you know that? I did not know that. I just 
I don't know why. I just assumed that like when Microsoft discontinued the band, they disappeared that day and never to be heard from again. I just assumed that Pebble would be the same way. Yeah, now, and this is particularly odious because these things do actually connect to the cloud and connect to... Now, the server's still working, and someone has said it's going to be live for a while, but we don't we don't know how long. It's not getting updates. We don't know what uh, a while means. Yeah, we and, and, you know, it's not clear to me exactly what it would... how the watch would work without it. Would you get any functionality... You wouldn't be able to, there would be no app store, so you wouldn't be able to install the apps. I liked Pebble, by the way. I liked it a lot. I know you did. I mean, it's, it's surprising, though, because, I mean, a Pebble Time Steel uh, is $170 right now at Best Buy. $170 for something that, that could be a brick in a few months. That's crazy. I, I will never forget when, uh, when you got your first test one. <laughs> And I like those. I, I'm very sorry to see them go. I like the concept that they had an e-ink screen so you could mm-hmm. see them in direct sunlight. The battery life landed, it lasted really long. And, it, uh, you know, I'm, so, I'm very sorry to see them go. But I wouldn't buy one because <laughs> the support isn't going to be there. Right. Uh, so, you know, similarly, and this is the last one I'll mention, but I recommend checking our lists. Uh, there's been some pretty strong smoke signals coming out of Jawbone that this company may not be a going concern for very long either. And so if you're buying a Jawbone uh, fitness tracker, uh, I would think again. Uh, Apparently, news the other day was that they had stopped uh, responding to support, responding to there was no, you couldn't reach support for them, and that their social media accounts had gone dark. After a few weeks after it was announced that they were looking for money or something. So yikes, I don't know all the details, but that would give me a lot of pause. Their website is still there. So it would so give me a lot of pause. So you mean that a company whose name alludes to uh, the bone conducting technology in their Bluetooth head headsets, who no longer manufactures Bluetooth headsets is in uh, trouble. Yeah. You don't yeah. say. Yeah. So <laughs> consequently, don't know what to say there, but there's a <laughs> lot of things like this. We've done the research to say, in, a, in, in my recommendation, uh, in my opinion, you should hold off or not or not or never <laughs> buy these products. Uh, so check out our list of gadgets you'd be a fool to buy right now on Tom'sGuide.com and laptops you'd be a fool to buy right now on LaptopMag.com. Uh, to see lists of things that, you know, we, we are always telling you what to buy with our reviews and buying advice. Here's the opposite. <laughs> but you know what? What you don't buy is just as important as what you do. Absolutely. And not not enough uh, emphasis is put on things to avoid, I think. And so I'm always I'm always appreciative when you put emphasis on it, because, you know, when we did our when we did our Christmas uh, list, right? I, I pointed out this thing that I'm wearing on my wrist still for whatever reason, um, that was a pass that if, if they hadn't sent it to me, I wouldn't be wearing it today because it would have gone in a box and gone back already. Uh, I, I think, I think talking about things to avoid is important. So I always appreciate it when you do that. Yeah. 
So uh, definitely check those out. Check out those articles on Laptop Mag and Tom's Guide, and uh, check me out on Twitter at Geek in Chief. Fantastic. Well, as always, Avon, we appreciate it for uh, for the Pilch Point. Uh, we will be back um, next week. Is Super Bowl right? So tech. So our viewership is always bad. So I guess technically we'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> With the pilch point, but of course, you'll be around for the rest of the show. So, this week's extra life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Razor. All of the gaming equipment that you need to make your PC gaming experience the best. Uh, from the new Black Widow Chroma keyboard with mechanical switches and light, uh, multicolor uh, backlight to um, uh, a whole bunch of uh, interesting stuff that was announced at CES, including a project, the uh, Project Ariana, which is something that can't even be described. You kind of have to to check it out. Um, they're running a contest right now, having to do with the Project Ariana. But of course, you know they've got some of the the the, what, the best mouse that I've ever used is a Razer. I love their keyboards. I love. A lot of their products so uh, definitely uh, check out all of the deals and find out information about the contest by going to f5live.tv slash razor I want to know what the contest is I'm gonna go look at it later uh, <laughs> if they're giving one of those things away I'll uh, I'll sign up no problem anyway um, so um, VR, right, was a big part of CES this year. We encountered lots of products that were in the VR space um, from from uh, hand tracking technology that didn't require any things to uh, to new headsets and all kinds of hardware. Um, and, of course, we're going to see more of it at Mobile World Congress because Microsoft's going to be showing off some of their stuff. Um, but Oculus is, of course, one of the the biggest names uh if if you want your your software title to be successful it has to be uh in one way or another compatible with oculus right whether it be uh for the headset or through the store for the vive or whatever oculus is going to be involved in it one way or another now they may have squandered their lead over the last couple of years where uh as as avram and i have talked about a number of times the HTC Vive is kind of the the hardware to be excited about. So, you know, Oculus under Facebook's ownership over the last couple of years has kind of squandered their lead. But that has not prevented Facebook from uh, lawsuits over technology. In this particular case, a company called ZeniMax, which uh, produced a, uh, a piece of hardware whose name I am, uh, the Rage VR, that's what it was, the Rage VR, which was a, uh, it never came to market, of course, as most of the early 
VR technologies never came to market. This one was one of them. Uh, but one of the things that was important about it was that um, one of the people who was was highly involved in the um, in the technology was John Carmack, the creator of id Software, best known for for Doom, of course. Um, and a, a version of Doom uh, had been created as the showcase piece for this hardware. And um, so when two sides of a story, right? There's a lawsuit. There's going to be two sides of the story. <laughs> uh, ZeniMax's side of the story says that um, Carmack had had some intense conversations with the engineers behind the Oculus and that his input, which was under NDA, um, is what eventually led to the uh, the Oculus platform. Obviously, Facebook uh, and Oculus's position is that uh, what actually happened <laughs> was that uh, Palmer Lucky, one of the co-founders of Oculus, was actually responsible for the technology and um, that anything that they used from ZeniMax was stuff that was that had been made publicly available or was widely available to the public, whether those are the same thing or not. You know, there's kind of a gray line there, right? Um, and then, you know, ZeniMax says, well, but he's more of a hobbyist. There's no way that he could have been responsible for the technology. Uh, this case has been in court. It's been in front of a jury and um, closing arguments happened this week which is why we're talking about it now. Closing arguments have happened. It's in the jury's hands. They are expected to deliberate into next week. But here's why it's an interesting an interesting thing. Not just the was this guy involved, right? But Facebook bought Oculus for $2 billion, right? Which was a lot of money. And um, one of the questions that was raised was was it kind of a a quick motion panicky purchase or did they do their due diligence? Well, it would seem that maybe not. Um, and because of it, here's what's on the line. $4 billion. <laughs> two in damages and two in uh, back payment for the information that was provided to Oculus by Carmack. Wow, that's a lot. Right? That would triple Facebook's investment in Oculus, um, which obviously are, is not something that Facebook is going to take lightly if it happens. What are the chances that they win that? It's an interesting question, and I don't know. I would have loved to have been in the courtroom. <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, if you're... If you're a gawker or somebody, then you can't afford the type of legal representation to beat off that type of thing. Right. But, but if you're Facebook, you probably can afford the best lawyers and the mo, you know, to fight this endlessly. So, you know, I would, I would guess that they're not going to end up spending four billion dollars right on this. You know, uh, if it costs them tens or hundreds of millions that would be a lot but but know. but still acceptable in the grand scheme of a potential four billion dollar 
lost. Yeah, I and, guess that seems like a bargain, <laughs> right? If you're you're a either going to spend you're either going to spend a hundred million dollars to fight it or four billion dollars not to, it seems like the hundred million dollars is a slam dunk. Yeah. So, I you know who who knows about the I know nothing of the merits of this case, but it does seem like there's a lot of companies now with buyers remorse from buying other companies. I mean, uh, look at the situation with Yahoo. Yeah. And Verizon. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I kind of feel like there ought to be like, they ought to be able to give it back with a restocking fee or something. <laughs> if you return electronics, something like, well, Yahoo. 15%, 15% back. And then, you know, maybe someone else can buy a refurbished Yahoo or something. <laughs> I don't know. A well, refurbished Oculus. <laughs> oh my God. It, that, it, it's that was just, funny. You know, I mean, it just seems to be a fair amount of buyers and more so companies buying other companies, especially the Yahoo one just keeps ending up in the news. Because they just had their first profitable quarter in like five years. Well, all the hacks. You know. Yeah, but I mean, but even with all the hacks, they just had their first profitable quarter in like yeah. five years. So yeah. they're actually but, delaying the Verizon sale. Yeah, well... <laughs> <sighs> we will see. It seems that a lot of the times these mergers don't work out for the best. Yeah. I mean, so far, are we really... What is Facebook getting out of the Oculus acquisition so far? And what has Oculus gotten out of the out of Facebook being part of Facebook? That... Maybe, maybe they needed the money. I don't maybe. know. But, but as far as Facebook, I mean, who knows? Maybe behind the scenes they're very happy with it. But... It just it just seems like well, it's been a few years, and I kind of expected Oculus to have something to do with Facebook, right? You know, you'd somehow I don't know use Facebook data in your headset, or I don't know. Right now, there seems to be absolutely no connection, which no synergy at all between between these brands. I I know it it's. Sometimes it feels like, especially with a company like Facebook that's run by Zuckerberg, right, who has no business background or anything like that, who kind of fell into a big company with a lot of money, like, he's like, okay, well, you know, uh, VR is going to be the next big thing, so I want to be involved in that. Uh, This one's already there. I'll buy it. Yes, but at least, uh, you know, to be fair, at least he bought one of the leading platforms for it. Yeah. You know, it, it, the synergy may not make a lot of sense now, but at least at least they bought something that, barring this lawsuit, has potential. was actually positioned for some success. Right. Um, but, you know, talk to HP about all the things that they bought uh, that are no longer around. You know, and, so, you know, considering I, that there's that oculus is still a going concern a few years after they were sold as i, I hope. guess it's not that terrible i just don't see the synergy what, what facebook's getting out of it as i sit here and hold my uh palm touchstone charger in my hand yeah <laughs> thanks hp <laughs> yeah. i mean there's well they're not the only one you know yeah sure yeah but uh, th- that one was one that angered me to no end personally that that was a particularly frustrating one but you know they bought voodoo and that uh, went away yep and, you know it's uh, a lot of things like that the 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 company that they spent 
10 times more than it turned out that the company was worth because Leo was um, Leo was Leo. Anyway, that's yes. not that's not what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so barring this lawsuit, you know, there's still a lot of money to be made for Facebook in it even if there's no synergy between part A and part B. There's, you know, all kinds of companies own divisions that don't quite make sense, but they turn a profit for the parent. So, okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so just an interesting an interesting story. Um be interesting to see what the uh the end of it is next week we will probably have a uh an update but of course whatever it is there will be appeals and appeals for as long as we can think so <laughs> this week's news from the tubes on f5 live is proudly powered by riff tracks make fun of movies or you know, let the professionals do it for you because that's what they get paid to do. The guys who used to do Mystery Science Theater 3000 are back and doing what they do best, making fun of movies from blockbusters to Tourist Trap that looks absolutely horrible, which is the best. Uh, they've got a little bit of everything. The way that it works uh, normally is for... You know, a couple of dollars, you download the MP3, play it along with your DVD, Netflix, Amazon, wherever you happen to have the movie, and laugh. Uh, from time to time, they do some uh, live events, and they also uh, later make the live events available. For example, Carnival of Souls, which was the last one uh, the trailer is playing right now on my screen, uh, which means that you can purchase Carnival of Souls as the live broadcast right now, which is fantastic. Uh, they've also got some short films, um, the kinds of things that that you saw like in elementary school, um, and of course some uh, uh, industry type films, uh, Measure Metric, The Home of the Future, some really, really terrible uh, shorts, all available by going to f5live.tv slash tracks with an X. I don't know why I keep forgetting that I have to send you the uh, the one with the springs. <laughs> anyway, um, so 2016 was kind of the year for data breaches. It seemed like every week we were talking about another one. In our last segment, we talked about one or two that were revealed in 26, 2016 uh, with Yahoo uh, there was um, Home Depot, but I think that was the year before. It just it seemed like every time we turned around, we were talking. Somebody was talking about another data breach. All of that information doesn't like once the news cycles over, that information doesn't just disappear. That stuff stays around, and um, a lot of it gets um, combined and collected into. Uh, single databases. One of those databases uh, was a site called Linked Source. I'm sorry, Leaked Source. I don't know why. I think I was thinking about the LinkedIn data breach. Leaked Source, uh, where for as little as $2 a day, you could sign in and search for yourself and see what information uh, was publicly available about you because of data breaches. But 
that's not what it was really for. <laughs> what it was really for was so that for $2 a day, you could go search about uh, me or somebody else uh, and find out what information you could discover about other people. You know, Twitter passwords and things like that that may have been in their Yahoo email address or, you know, whatever. And uh, that's what leaked source was. I use the past tense because this week they vanished. Poof, gone. Try to go to the website and there is no server behind it. Um, there is There has been no announcement as to what happened, whether um, they ran out of money or they, which obviously is not the case. At $2 a day, um, there's a lot of money to be made from hackers and $2 a day. Um, or, you know, they had been raided or whatever. Their their official Twitter has been silent. The, uh, the operators' Twitters have been silent. And the FBI will not comment on uh, what happened. You know, oftentimes what happens when the FBI comes in and does a raid, you get that FBI raid page, which is not what's happening here, which I find interesting. But... Uh, who knows? It's it's likely what has happened. Somebody has claimed those physical servers as their own. Somebody in law enforcement somewhere. It may not be U.S. It might be a another government, right? Who doesn't put up those web pages? Who knows? I don't know where those servers were were housed. If they were smart, not in the U.S. Uh, so um, so here's the thing that's interesting. One, uh, whoever has seized the servers, which is the likely scenario, now has a lot of information about you, but that was easily accessible for $2 a day. They, they also, probably weren't the only ones who had it either. Right, exactly. There are there are some other ones, uh, some other sites similar to this that don't display what the information is. They don't, like, they don't show the password hashes. They just say that there's a, a password hash. <laughs> Right. This site said, here's the password hash. Anyway, so um, uh, the thing that's interesting is that the hackers who are using this service and paying via PayPal, uh, that information is now in the hands of whoever owns those servers, which is kind of fun to me. Uh. Yep. Uh, but, you know, if they're smart, they they found a way of remaining anonymous. Who knows? Sure. But you know the the kind of the kind of person who uses a service like this, you know they're not your top tier hackers. Probably so. So there's probably some some investigation to be had if if someone's interested. Sure. So um, a guy who goes by the online moniker of Keen, who runs one of these other uh, websites, who. I guess as a competitor, but not really because he doesn't show the information, um, says that almost certainly it was a raid um, because leaked source behaved differently in that they would actively purchase the data from these hacks, which of course then encourages others to try and collect this information in the hopes of selling it exclusively to leaked source. Uh, his his example, which obviously circumstantial, 
but pretty damning nonetheless. Um, there was the Esports Entertainment Association breach uh, last year, whose data uh, was in only two places outside of the organization itself, the original hacker and uh, leaked source. And the original hacker was looking to sell the data, and all of a sudden, they were no longer looking to sell the data. So, it's circumstantial evidence, of course, but it's it's a pretty good piece of information to get your conversation started. Right? So, um, yeah. anyway, I, I just found it kind of interesting that uh, the the hackers may have backfired on themselves and accidentally turned their own information over to a government somewhere. I find that kind of fun. <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be interesting. Uh, just for those of you who are interested, this, this story, when it was uh, posted online is the most retweeted story that plug it's live has ever published. This week's DRM Not Included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Groove. The same great music, even better experience. What's good can always get better. What used to be Xbox music is now Groove. Play ad-free music from one of the biggest catalogs on the planet. You can listen on your PC, your tablet, your Xbox, on the web, on any smartphone, Android, iPhone, Windows phone, doesn't matter. Obviously, you can create playlists and custom radio stations. Um, there's the smart DJ where you can just take a single artist song or whatever, and it will pick stuff that it assumes that you will like. And I will tell you, I have not been disappointed by it. I use it all the time. Uh, right now, you can get a free 30-day trial by going to f5live.tv slash group. In other streaming news, Tidal, who has been uh, in trouble since before Jay-Z bought the controlling interest in the company, uh, they've, as it turns out, they've been lying about their numbers since uh, the beginning, sometimes by as much as uh, uh, 25x <laughs> on what their actual subscriber base was as they were announcing that they had hit the uh, the 3 million subscriber mark. Um, it's possible that they had actually only hit 125,000 subscribers. They've been <laughs> in a tremendous amount of trouble um, financially, uh, in the public eye, kind of everywhere. Uh, obviously, their strength has been that they have, the, uh, that they that the only service that offers uh, FLAC streaming, which is a lossless audio format, it uses a tremendous amount of data, but it's a lossless audio format. And of course, uh, since it's ar artist owned and artist operated, there are a lot of artist exclusives on the platform. A couple months back, we talked that Apple may have been interested in the platform. We talked about why would Apple be interested in another uh, failing streaming platform. They already bought one and rebranded it and have turned it around. Why would they want to go through that process again? Um, and they agreed because the next week they absolutely flat out denied, no, we have never been interested <laughs> in the service. Don't worry. We're not, 
we do some weird stuff, but we're not totally stupid. Um, so this week, somebody else um, came in and purchased a third of the company. Not, not the whole thing, but purchased a third of the company. And that is the U.S. wireless carrier Sprint. Which is weird. Well, it's an interesting play for that for them for sure. We're watching the telecom companies kind of look for interesting ways to 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 set themselves apart. T-Mobile went and did the binge on. They didn't buy anything, but they said, you know, all these services don't count to your data caps. Verizon, as we mentioned earlier, Yahoo, AOL, which means Engadget and TechCrunch and Huffington Post, AT&T, DirecTV. Yep, they all want to be in the content business because they feel like that's going to be some way to distinguish themselves because running a network seems to be kind of the rough work that nobody wants to do exclusively. Uh, and they can leverage one for the other, I sure. guess. Maybe you get, maybe you'll get a title subscription with your Sprint. Who knows? I can't imagine. Maybe they think they can actually help title. I don't know. Uh, I mean, is it Sprint buying them or is it SoftBank, which owns Sprint? It is Sprint. Uh, well, maybe they think they can help them. Uh, certainly, title uh, needs whatever help it can get. But. Uh, you know, maybe maybe unlike Facebook with Oculus, maybe there is a synergy. Maybe they maybe they somehow give you title with your with your Sprint. So uh, a number of years ago, Sprint had a Sprint music service, which m- might still exist. I don't know. Um, but if you were, uh, it was before streaming was a thing. You always, you were always buying music, right? So um, if you were a one of the Sprint Vision Plus subscribers you got 10 free tracks a month that you could buy and it was yours forever which was an interesting thing so this is a business that sprint has been in before in in the including music in your wireless subscription before and as part of the announcement they said sprint will quote make title available to its 45 million post and prepaid customers but we don't know what that means. We don't know. <laughs> that could just mean that they're pushing it. It could mean that they're going to guarantee that any phones that they sell um, will offer the app. It could mean that there's going to be uh, a discounted rate for Sprint customers. It could mean that it's going to be included for Sprint customers. One of the things that they did say was that there's going to be exclusive content for Sprint customers, which does mean that there is going to be a direct tie between your title account and your Sprint account. There, there will be some sort of connection there. What exactly will it mean? Oh, because they didn't say. But you know, it would not be the first time that Sprint has included uh, included music in their wireless subscription. Uh, if that's the way the route they decide to go. Yep. So. Yep. It, it'll well, definitely be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, it will. 
you know, we'll see if they can make something out of that. You know, all the phone services seem to want to upsell you things. Um, if you look at the bloatware that comes on a lot of the Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile, and AT&T phones, there are services that you, would for, you wouldn't even realize exist. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yet somebody signs up for them. There's like the GPS service that uh, Verizon has it. And I think AT&T has one and it's like $10 a month or $5 a month uh-huh. for a GPS mapping service that's inferior to Google Maps that's free. Right. <laughs> There's the call, caller ID service that they all want you to sign up for that's like 3 or $4 a month. Uh-huh. So, you know, they're upselling people on, on services that they don't necessarily need or want. <laughs> it's uh, it's a tradition at phone company at cellular companies. It does seem to be, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it it will be interesting to see a if this does end up helping title because it th- who knows this might be the weird play that turns title around. Uh, who knows. So it'll be interesting to see if it ends up helping title and it'll be interesting to see if it ends up helping sprint because you know, the thing they've got right now is the Verizon guy, which is super yes. weird. I know. Well, I think they could leverage it. Right. Cause he said, he still says, can you hear me now? Right. So he, the, uh, yeah, maybe they'll have something where I don't know. Can I, you hear me now, but you can hear Jay Z. That there, there's certainly some interesting ways that they could, <laughs> that they could leverage him, uh, in, in this particular campaign. I obviously we don't know where this will lead or exactly what will come out of it, and it's, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It, whatever happens will take a while. Um, it's not going to take a year, but it's also not going to happen on on Tuesday. Like they're not going to announce. All right, here we go, Sprint customers. You've got title for free like that. You're not going to hear now. It'll probably be the second quarter before we know exactly how all this is going to go. But um, it it'll definitely be interesting to uh, to see. So as as somebody who has at least one sprint phone, uh, people who know me know I have a lot of phones. Um, it, it'll <laughs> it, it's something that I'm personally interested in. So it'll be. We'll see. And that there is our show. Um, Our first live show of 2017 because CES didn't quite go as as planned. Some weird stuff happened that precluded us from doing what we planned. But it's okay because we are producing a lot of content. uh, And you guys will be seeing a lot of it if you want to see everything that we're doing make sure you go to pluginslive.com slash ces for us and of course laptop mag and tomsguide.com for all of the stuff uh, coming from avram and his colleagues there is definitely a lot of it and it'll be trickling out for a little while speaking of ces i mentioned during the pilch point that there was a little piece of information that involved the monster hotshot. Um, here's what we're doing. One of the things that happens after CES is that Avram and I and our team and his team, we all end up coming back with a whole bunch of stuff. And not all of it is stuff that we necessarily need, want, or care about. 
because we've gotten them before. For example, flash drives, backpacks. I think Avram and I can easily say that we've both got more than our fair share of uh, backpacks from trade shows. So here, oh, what's the look on your face? I turned them down now. See, exactly. So rather than turning them down this year, here's what we're doing. Plug Hits Live has a collection of CES stuff that we will be giving away to our viewers. Here is all you have to do. Over the next uh, week or two, we will post a couple of images on Twitter and on Instagram. And all you have to do is follow us and like and share those images. Like and share, uh, you know, retweet on Twitter, um, like on Instagram. That's all you have to do. It's literally as easy as that. Uh, we've got one or two of the, the official CES uh, backpacks. We've got some stuff from TCL. We've got some flash drives. We've got a couple of shirts. We've got all kinds of stuff um, that we're going to be that we're going to be uh, doing as part of this contest. So, uh, in particular, the the CES, the clear CES bags. I know people have asked us how they could get them, and here is how. That's all. Follow, uh, follow us on Twitter at Plug Hits Live. Follow us on Instagram at Plug Hits Live. And literally, all you have to do is like and share. That's it. It it really can't be any easier than that, right? So we'll draw we'll draw names, um, th but those will be the rules. You have to be following us and like and or share. That but that'll be it. Uh, we'll draw names. We'll contact you via those social networks, and uh, one at a time. We'll uh, give stuff away. So, pretty cool way to get some stuff that was only available at CES for those who were not there. So, that is our big our big thing. And in that collection, uh, the reason why the hotshot was mentioned, um, we have a monster hotshot, uh, at least one, maybe two. Uh, we've also got a monster um, uh, battery brick, uh, portable charger. So, you know, there's, there's some products, there's some some other stuff you know all kinds of things that'll be in this collection so make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram both of them are at plug hits live and i guess on that note uh on behalf of the staff that's not here i'm scott i'm avram and we will see you guys back in two weeks because next week is the super bowl see you back in two weeks ciao